Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and back again is my good friend, Mark Willis. He's a financial advisor, my financial advisor with Lake Growth Financial, talking about the bank on yourself strategy and how you essentially can be your own bank. It's pretty wild. I didn't even know this stuff existed a few years ago, but it's been a game changer for me, my business, and my family. And so today we're talking about the two-stage rocket system that he is uh, kind of building or just uh, creating uh, with with a couple of different policies. And uh, you'll he'll explain it way better than I ever could. But Mark's a really, really good guy. I, I If you are interested in learning more about what Bank on Yourself could do for you or your family, simply just uh, go to ryanrieger.com forward slash bank on yourself, ryanrieger.com forward slash bank on yourself. He or whenever his member of his team will get on a free call with you just to see if this is even a fit for you. But it's awesome. It's been a huge, huge blessing for us. And uh, that's why I have him on, because I, I want to help more people. So uh, listen to this episode, and this is a, a fit for you, you think. Uh, let them know, and they will uh, be happy to chat with you. But here is my interview with my friend, Mark. Mark, welcome back to Streams of Income. Man, I am so glad to be back. I feel like uh, coming back home every time I get to come uh, on your awesome show. So thank you very I much. I love that. It's an honor to have you and I have no idea how many times this is now. If I had to guess, I'd say this is fit five or six. Yeah, we're going to make it a baker's dozen before we're done. Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, it's always awesome to have you on. You always bring timely things in the financial world and good information that's a benefit to me and my community. I feel a little selfish. I mean, I love asking you questions that help me out, but I know that that's what I get to do on my show. I get to ask you questions that are that I'm really thinking about, but then I know other people are thinking about them too. So, But you said before we hit record that you have something called the two-stage rocket. <laughs> yeah. you know, I think the best part of being a certified financial planner and getting to work with business owners uh, like yourself and real estate investors and more is you get to just have fun. I mean, it's mm -hmm. sort of like, remember as a kid, you get in the sandbox and you're just playing with the dump truck and the rockets and the dinosaurs. Uh -huh. Well, you know, I felt like I was going to lose all that when I became an adult, mm -hmm. but as it happens, I mean, our friendship, both being Hoosiers, maybe it's just, you know, it's in the water for us or whatever, yes. but um, I, I have just loved our friendship, our partnership and yeah. Part of the fun is as an adult, if you're your own boss, like we are, uh, is you get to come up with crazy strategies and yes. call them whatever you want. You know, like I've yes. trademarked a few things like the debt snowbank method, uh, which is a counterintuitive way of paying off your debts. Uh -huh. And and I haven't technically, don't tell anybody, but I haven't technically trademarked the two-stage rocket yet, uh, but I'm getting close. I might be getting mm -hmm. to that point where I have to go do that because yeah. it is so important yeah. Uh as a tool for a lot of our business owner clients. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a financial strategy that a lot of people who are uh, faced with the good problem of a large chunk of money coming their way, mm -hmm. uh, but they need to do something with it quick and yeah. they get the power and the, and the, the strategy of bank on yourself, mm -hmm. which, you know, if you'd like, I can kind of tiptoe into what that strategy Probably is. Probably should first. do that for people yep. that are just now finding this episode or this podcast and have never listened to anything else. But one thing I want to say real quick, um, I think that debt snowbank method, could that could be a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're easily. right. 
Yeah. Have you well, imagine what we could do? I could, if you want me to, just talk, talking to a friend, we could have, I could have a VA team take that. We could get a transcription of that. And I imagine it would be hard for you to organize that into chapter and verse. Not bad at all. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like that a lot. And I especially like the verse. I know you're going for the Bible reference there, but I'm thinking like verse, like music, like let's put this to a song, you know? Yeah. Uh, so um, I I guess okay. the best thing I can say about Bank on Yourself <laughs> is that it's a, it's a strategy and it's a mindset uh, to think about banking on yourself means you're no longer banking on your banker. Mm-hmm. And you're no longer banking on the government and you're no longer banking on uh, people who might not have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And when you bank on yourself, you are taking that control back. You're saying, I don't want to be a, therm- a thermometer. I'd rather be a thermostat. Mm-hmm. I want to control the dials of my financial life. I don't want someone else to be at the at the control switch of my own financial life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a philosophy and a mindset with the way with the phrase bank on yourself but bringing it down the ladder some to practical financial tools, Ryan, it's using uh, bank on yourself uses a 200 year old asset. It's an asset that's increased in value through booms and busts, every market cycle, stagflation, inflation, deflation, market, you know, drops, depressions, recessions, market booms, and, and it's dividend paying whole life insurance mm-hmm. of all things. Now, I'm a certified financial planner. I never thought I'd be talking about whole life insurance uh, when I thought about compelling financial strategies. I used to think, like many people, that it was you know the stuff that you threw out with the garbage, whole life right. insurance. But <laughs> this modernized form of whole life is is incredibly like strategic and and mm-hmm. how we can use it as a tool to meet our financial objectives and goals, both as a business owner, but also as a person. You know, yeah. as a family man, as an individual. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the quick skinny on bank on yourself. Then we can get into two stage sure. rocket. Yeah. yeah. So bank on yourself. Like I said, it's using dividend paying whole life insurance issued from a mutual life insurance company mm-hmm. and designed on purpose to have a small death benefit, which is where all the commissions get squeezed out mm-hmm. and flooding the policy instead with capital cash money. Mm-hmm. Money that you can spend on this side of heaven, which is my favorite time to spend money (laughs) Uh, so far anyway. Uh, So I like that. So I've got a big pile of money that grows guaranteed every year, no matter what the stock market does. Mm -hmm. I also love it because it's liquid. It's accessible Mm -hmm. cash. Mm -hmm. I can use it for, you know, a vacation to Disney World or a real estate investment. I can use it to pay off an old debt Mm -hmm. or I can use it. Yeah, to send my kid to college. Uh, it's really, there's no prohibited transactions. If I've designed it properly, there's going to be some significant tax advantages mm-hmm. on the on the policy. And of course, it is life insurance. So it'll automatically create a gift uh, to my family or favorite charity when I decide to graduate. Um, from, real from quick this question. Did, was, was this created by a life insurance company or a, an agent or that saw a way to create something creative? It, funny enough, it was created by a lumberjack. Okay, uh, a gentleman named Nelson Nash. He wasn't okay. technically a I've lumberjack. I've heard you mention his name before, but I've never yeah. dug into the history at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool story. He was uh, he was a real estate investor and a um, forester, uh-huh. and he was, you know, on the bathroom floor praying to God because uh-huh. he was in debt up to his eyeballs, mm. and interest rates went up to eighteen percent. Remember the last time our country went through a major inflationary cycle, 
uh, the Federal Reserve eventually raised interest rates to you know double digits, and that mm. caused all the mortgages that had variable loans to go from you know four percent or whatever up to eighteen percent. Wow. And he got caught, you know, like a deer in the headlights with all this debt and had no yeah. way to make that monthly payment. So he was on the bathroom floor praying. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he's passed away. So this is in his book, Becoming yeah. Your Own Banker. He says, I um I heard a voice say, You have everything you need to solve your problem, but you look at things the way everybody else does. Mm. And then he real he remembered that he had all this money in these whole life policies that he had set up that had super low interest rates on them. So he, what he did was he just he he'd been paying pennies into those policies. So he started flooding them with money, cash, dumping money into them, and he used that to borrow against. He became his own banker, and he wow. paid off all of his snakes, all of his banksters. That's awesome. All the mortgage companies. So that's wow. the origin story. You that might quote say. is powerful. You have everything yeah. you need. You've just been thinking like everybody else. Yeah. Wow. It's true for lots of parts of our life, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. We could have a whole episode about that, but I know that's not what you came to talk about, but that's a mindset thing right there. Sure is. Yeah. I think differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and that's our kind of a theme of our podcast, not your average financial podcast. We want yeah. folks thinking different. Yeah. Because uh, if we're just doing what everybody else is doing, if you follow the herd, you're going to get slaughtered. Yes. So, you know, watch out for the herds. So, okay. So we've, we've kind of covered bank on yourself and whole life. What did I forget? Or what do you want to add to that? No, that's all good. I think if I, um, I always like to sometimes say what, how it's been practiced, how it practically works for me to folk for folks to get their head around it. Cause I'm not a financial planner, but essentially it's a store of money that I can pull from. And let's say I'm investing in my business. So I need money for, to buy Amazon inventory I can double dip. I can go pull money from the policy, buy my inventory, earn a return on that. But the money is, I'm borrowing against the policy. The money stays there and is still earning interest, even though, even though I took it out. So it, it's earning interest as if I never touched it. And that to most people that blows their minds and they think that's not possible, but it is. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> you, you bring up a great point and I just glossed right over it, man. So thank you for bringing me back there. You're right. One of the biggest pieces and the reason why I purchased several of these was for what you just said. When I borrow against this policy for any reason, again, to buy some real estate or to pay off a debt or go to Disneyland, my policy will continue to compound and grow even on the capital I borrowed. So, yeah. so if I've got $100,000 of cash value and I borrow seventy grand out to go invest, mm-hmm. my policy is still growing on the full $100,000 Yep, as if I hadn't touched a dime of the money. Yeah. And you're right, man. That is sort of like double yeah. dipping. You know, that's yeah. probably not a technical. Yes, you're earning interest on the policy that's still, plus you're, that's earning, right. you're openly earning a return in your real estate investment and yeah. you never have to pay it back if you don't really want to. Yeah. You showed me yeah. how it works way. It'll grow much faster and better if you pay it back. But if you don't, mm-hmm. it'll just come off the death benefit. That's right. Which yeah. Is crazy. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Yeah. You've got uh, complete control. Again, you're the thermostat in your financial life, you know, rather than somebody else cranking the dial on, on the yeah. heat in your room. So, right. well, um, with that, maybe I should, if folks' minds aren't already blown, let's see what else we can, <laughs> uh, the kind of damage we can do here. For sure. Let's <laughs> so, do it. There's a strategy that we've since recently in the last six to eight weeks or so have really been talking about on the interwebs and we've used it with clients for years 
um, but we've never really talked openly about it until recently. So I thought maybe I'd come on Streams of Income and talk about it um, because it's been a really powerful tool in the toolbox. Uh, So if folks are really hearing what we're saying, you might already be thinking to yourself, well, here's, I could use it for this, or hey, I could use it for that. And I'm going to try my best to keep as simple as possible on a short podcast what would be really a very complex conversation around mm-hmm. taxes and more. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to use the analogy of a, of a rocket. Okay. And I'm going to also quickly show you how terrible I am as a rocket scientist because I do not know rockets like I'm sure they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I've got a few clients that are aerospace engineers and wow. they're like, oh, Mark, uh, this two-stage thing. It sounds great, and it worked back when the shuttle was a thing, but we're doing different things now, so mm-hmm. I get it. But here it is, two-stage rocket. Imagine a rocket on the launch pad, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get to space. Mm-hmm. What does it do? Well, there are two parts to the rocket. There's the first part of the rocket that basically shoves you into the air. It's mm-hmm. super liquid. It's instantly ignitable. You're mm-hmm. pumping yourself into the air, getting over the gravity and inertia of this giant, massive rocket, and you're pushing yourself into the air. And at mm-hmm. some point, you get to that certain point in the stratosphere, and it it dis dis uh, it dis it disconnects from the rest of your rocket, mm-hmm. and the second stage rocket, the afterburners or whatever, kick on and shoot yep. you out into space, yep. get you all the way out there. So that's the two stage rocket in in practical terms. Now with the policy, let's talk about this. So. The first thing to realize is that you can be insured and own more than one policy on yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. You can have two policies or 10. Nelson Nash had 42 policies when it, when he passed away. <laughs> so and is that basically as your income grows, your taxable, uh, what do you just call it? The um your insurable limit insurable limit grows is that right Mm -hmm. that's right yeah it's the same yeah so as you see yourself being able to save more money realize that your money has to live somewhere it can't Mm -hmm. just float out in space it's got to live it's going to live in a checking account or a brokerage Mm -hmm. account or a 401k Mm -hmm. and where you put your money will necessarily make it act differently so a 401k acts different than a hedge fund which Mm -hmm. acts different than a checking account or a shoebox under your bed. So being thoughtful about where do you want your money to live is a big part of the financial planning conversation Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that I have with clients. A two-stage rocket is really, in my practice, is two policies, a Mm -hmm. single premium policy and a recurring premium policy. So two Mm -hmm. policies. All right. So stage one of our two-stage rocket is a single premium policy. This Mm -hmm. is literally one dump in lump sum of cash. You put it in there one time. You never have to add to it ever again. Mm. And then the second recurring premium might be what you can afford to put in there either on a monthly basis or once a year. Okay. So these two work together. They, yeah. They're actually conjoined in many ways and their functionality is different, but they work together to get you out into space. Mm-hmm. So I'll use an example. I had a recent 40-year-old who put in a good chunk of money, 400,000 bucks. Uh, into a single premium policy. Mm-hmm. Now, guys listening, please understand you could take a zero off that number or even two zeros off that number. Mm-hmm. And all of this is directly proportional. You could also add zeros to the number. It's all proportional. He happened to have 400 grand from the sale of a house, mm-hmm. but maybe you've got 40 grand or maybe you've got 10 grand or, or another number. It's all proportional. Okay. So he puts in 400,000 and he immediately had access to 378,000 bucks. 
Wow. Super liquid for yeah. life insurance. Yeah. And he had a $1.7 million death benefit, which is, you know, what is that? That's uh, that's four times as much as he yeah. had put in there day one. Yeah. Isn't that something real quick? Like, real, like a lot of people buy and sell a home all the time. Like, is that yeah. something that they, you would recommend if they have time to make the policies happen to, if they're going to sell a house and soon after buy a house to take that down, take that money they they've received, put it in a policy. And then when they need the down payment, they just pull it right back out. Well, if it's a down payment conversation, maybe, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I need to know the whole story, of course. But uh, I say that yeah, same guy, forty four hundred thousand. He's going to need three hundred thousand of it to for his next mm-hmm. home down yeah. payment for his next home. Yep. You would still recommend somebody doing that same that same plan, right? Well, like everybody's different, right? So the word recommend is a loaded term for right. CFP land. But um, right. I will say, I can't give investment advice, whatever. But I can say this guy did that. Okay. That's what he did. Uh, he put in, he sold his house, put in 400000 immediately. And in fact, he was going to just downsize. So he was downsizing his house. He put that 360000 He took out 360, uh-huh. 360000 put it into a multifamily real estate property. Okay. And then waited eight years uh-huh. uh, to let that thing just sort of pay out distributions. And then they exited the, the, the syndication deal, the real estate deal, uh-huh. eight years later. And remember, his policy continued to grow and compound, even mm-hmm. though he had borrowed most of the money out. Wow! And he earned one hundred and seven thousand dollars on his four hundred grand. So his four hundred grand grew to five hundred seven thousand dollars, even though he had the giant loan against the policy. Wow! And he got all the appreciation from the syndication, multifamily syndication yes. deal. Uh, so it's mm. an incredible tool that first stage rocket. Yes. Um, wow. what's the downside? Why shouldn't everybody just do that? Well, it's a what's known as a modified endowment contract. And I'm looking at my time because I, I'm not going to go down all the way down the tax rabbit hole. But there's some tax advantages that we lose on the first stage rocket. Yeah. But here's the here's the glimmer of hope. It's So what is the downside? It's not 100% tax-free in your later years. Mm. Uh, gains on single premium policies are taxable. Recurring premium policies, you can get access to the gains through a loan, 100% tax-free. So there's no taxes on a recurring premium policy. We'll get to stage two, the recurring premium in just a minute. But with stage one, it's taxable if there are gains. Well, guess what? The first three or four years, there are no gains on purpose with this Mm. policy. Remember, he put in 400 grand. He only accessed, you know, 360. That's less than 400. So he had no taxes on his transaction to buy that multifamily deal. Yeah. So far, are you with me? Anything yes, you want to ask about? By the way, I have longer, I have more than I can go past two o'clock if you can, but if oh, you can't, okay. whatever. No, we're good. All right. I I guess I, I could go a little bit after two o'clock, but I'll have to stop pretty quick. But okay. Um, okay. So I won't rush too much, but um, I won't bore your audience either. I'll try no, to keep this things is good moving. stuff. I always, I always enjoy, t- enjoy talking to you because I always learn something. So <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> well, hey, so this guy is is seriously pumped because he just took one asset, his house, turned it into two assets, mm-hmm. his policy and this multifamily deal at the same time. Yes. Uh, and even though he paid some policy loan interest, which worked out to about 2%, mm-hmm. annual percentage rate of about 2%, mm-hmm. his money earned more than he spent in interest. Yes. His the fancy word here, and you know this word well, is arbitrage. Yep. He earned more than he spent. And it was actually he he made 107 grand in his policy. He spent about 54 grand of that in interest. So he still came out ahead 
by about fifty three thousand seven hundred bucks. Yeah, that's stage one. Wow. Now again, in about year four, he starts to have gains, and if he was to borrow from stage one after about year four, he would have a gain on a receipt of gain, which would be taxable to him. So, mm-hmm. stage one sort of starts to run out of fuel, let's say, or, or liquid money in in about the fourth year. Okay. So good news. He also smartly started a recurring premium policy back when he was 40 years old, when he started stage one, mm-hmm. he also started stage two. He's mm-hmm. been pumping that one full and he hasn't really been borrowing from stage two, this recurring premium policy. Let's say he's throwing in a number that's comfortable for him. All right. And maybe that's 20 grand a year. Maybe he can do that with his business. Mm-hmm. Again, feel free to add a zero or take away a zero there. Sure. And at that point in year four or so, if he needs more money for another venture or real estate deal or paying off a debt, he has a choice. He can, he's got a major loan on stage one. So he really doesn't need to borrow much from there. Plus it would be taxable if he took another loan from there. So he's going to borrow from stage, from stage two's rocket. You know, the mm-hmm. second policy, the recurring premium policy, it's not a mech and you can access both principal and gains tax free. So now he's got sort of a, a portfolio of these two policies that can work together. Mm-hmm. He simply repays the loan on stage one over time. He's again, your your profits from this real estate deal has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he uses that money to pay back the loan mm-hmm. and he takes new monies as he needs it for other business investments or kids college from stage two. That's the one that's going to be his real workhorse for the mm-hmm. decades to come. That's where he's going to go out into space and conquer Mars or whatever else. He's mm-hmm. going to use that second stage rocket to do everything he wants it to do. And then if he wants to, he can always pull money from stage one as a backstop, as an emergency backstop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he needs to. So these are how the two stage mm-hmm. rockets uh, thrusters work together. Yes. Uh, did I, do you have any questions or any aha moments as, as mm-hmm. I went through that? I don't think so. I wish I had like a panel of people. They'd probably be asking a bunch of questions because I'm trying to just bring this, it adds onto the knowledge that I have about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, I know my mom created a single um, po- single policy when dad mm-hmm. passed away last year. She had some money from another policy that she didn't want to continue because it wasn't any good. And she put it into a single. Um, and she also has a one of the monthly that I think we took over. Mm, no, this is cool. all good. Um, I don't know how many, I don't know what que- any questions I should be asking or if I was like brand new at this that you're hearing people ask. Well, uh, no, I think the the best thing we can just decide first is what do we need the money doing for us? Mm-hmm. If we need all the money doing or almost all the money, then stage one makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, if we needed, you know, if he didn't need that large chunk of money for the real estate syndication deal, maybe we could have spread that 400 grand into a recurring premium policy mm. um, and avoided the mech you know, provisions for stage one as well. If mm-hmm. we could have taken four years, let's say three, four, five years, spread that money in mm-hmm. over a course of four or five years, then even stage one could be tax-free as well. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. wanted that money, like we needed it yesterday. Yeah, we yeah. got the real estate deal coming. So he was comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But realize that your, your two-stage rocket might actually be a little bit different design where we could yeah. avoid the MEC limit. The MEC limit, Modified Endowment Contract, I'll keep this brief. Back in the 80s, guess what? Congress figured out that very wealthy people were pumping lots of money into 
single premium whole life insurance. Mm -hmm. Now, right there, that should tell your audience that if the super wealthy were doing it, and if Congress had to put some limits on how good it is, if Congress Mm -hmm. puts a limit on something, it's usually because it's good for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So when they realized what was happening, they passed the TAMRA Act of 1988, Mm -hmm. and it limited the tax advantages on single premium policies. And Congress said, you got to put money in for a couple of years there for us Mm -hmm. to call this thing life insurance instead of calling it an endowment. Endowments have a slightly different tax environment than life insurance does. Life insurance has enjoyed incredible tax-free nature for over a hundred years and continues to do so today. So a question, I'm trying to think of that because I know the mech is typically what you've taught me is like, that's not a good thing. You don't want that because one of the big benefits of bank on yourself is it's tax-free income. So in this guy's instance, he put 400,000 in, he was immediately available, able to pull out 378, right? That's the number he could have taken. So in essence, does that mean his money that he got from the sale of the house um essentially it's almost like he got a a life insurance policy you said 1.7 million dollar death benefit yeah yeah that extra twenty two thousand dollars that was that would obviously fees and all that so for 22 grand he got a 1.7 million dollar life insurance policy he's 40 years old so if you're 65 you can still do this but your death benefit might be you know 900 grand but that's still more than 400 grand yeah, you know, it's yeah, so it's almost like to leave almost to like a free or very very. I mean, tell me if I'm looking at this right the right way. It's almost like he got my I got the money from the sale of the house. I get to invest it in something else, but for a very small amount, I got a, an extra huge death benefit policy that will pass on to my family. It's it's even a little better than that because by year three, he's already got by the end of year three, he's already got. $411,000 of cash value at that Plus point. Plus he's getting gains. Wow. Plus he's getting you gains. Know, so how much should it cost him by the third so year? So market's basically mm-hmm. a free, it's a free $1.7 million policy. I'm always hesitant to use that uh, that F word uh, or any F word on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, you're, you're in essence, he has he got had paid. life insurance. Yeah, he got paid essence, to have a yeah. $1.7 million death penalty. It took him a little That's while right. to get to that mark, that three-year right. mark. Wow. And there's no market risk in the policy. So the stock market could have been burning to the ground over these next preceding three years or whatever. Um, but his his whole life insurance policy was even on a predictable and even guaranteed schedule going to grow for him. Mm. Now, the real estate deal might have crashed and burned. We don't know yeah. the answer to that. Right. But in this scenario, uh, he's seeing his cash value grow. So the only and- risk is that he need like not even a risk. It's like, are you OK client with having with that 20 with not having access to that $22,000 for three years. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And and I like to think of it this way. When do we ever use every single dollar we have? No, you know, like I usually keep something in cash in a cash position when I'm investing. Like even if I was to just go and invest in a real estate deal, I wouldn't put every last penny into that real estate deal. I'd keep some in, you know, not invested in sitting in cash for just in case, right? Wow. The policy is my just in case in that regard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, for folks mm-hmm. that want to learn more about this, every situation is different. Everyone's health sure. is different. Um, maybe we're able to spread that money out over four years and avoid the mech completely, even on stage one. Or maybe you're aggressive and you want to get that money up in the real estate space right away. And we're yeah. okay with the mech. We had a guy, he 
He renovated his house. He lives very close to a very famous house. I'll just say it was a very full house. Let's just say it's close to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he 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 renovated this house to the tune of 900, th- not the full house, but nearby in the same neighborhood. He renovated a house that cost 900 grand for the renovations. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He dumped that money from a brokerage account, mm-hmm. which was getting beat up in the markets. He dumped that money into stage one mm-hmm. and then borrowed much of it out to go and mm-hmm. renovate the house. And then simultaneously, he set up a monthly premium on a separate policy, his stage two, uh, and he'll be repaying that renovation on that house for many, many years until he sells it maybe. Uh Uh, So he'll never get taxed on the single premium policy if he never pulls the gains out and he just lets that first stage rocket be his death benefit money, then that's all tax-free. Death benefits, even on mech policies are tax-free okay so real quick let's say this 40 year old guy has five policies and they're all like you know millions of dollars like at some point it's like I, your family doesn't even need that like is there any way that while he's still living you can actually sell your life insurance policy to somebody else for less for cash you can do that yeah sometimes they call that a viatical or settle life uh-huh. settlement but uh here's the thing i've never seen a family say no thank you that's okay no, 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 be like let's say hurt. like um like he's got <laughs> 1.7 million and he's let's say he's got a couple other policies that are you know three million dollars total yeah. he has a business idea or has some more real estate to invest in he's got this 1.7 million one out there can yep. he essentially sell that to somebody or mm-hmm. wow. yeah yeah you could I sell just, it get some cash and then do something else with that cash give me a quick a idea of how much just toe all off the top of your head what you think a 1.7 million dollar policy on a 40 year old how much cash could somebody get out of that? Not much when you're 40, because what's the odds that that, per- that investor is going to have to wait a long time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're 70, then yeah, you might be getting a good chunk on that on that death benefit. Um, but here's here's another idea. <laughs> Sorry to you know, take so, it a crazy way. I'm just all no, these random whole, questions I come up with when we talk. There's whole industries out there for life settlements out there that that where you can buy and even invest in life insurance policy. I don't do that personally or offer wow. that through my firm, but you can do that. It's an asset class that the wealthy do. Um, but but I've never two things. I've never met a family that said, "Hey, you know what, Mark, send the insurance money back. We got way too much no, inheritance no, 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 no. here." Right. Uh, <laughs> and then and my wife says she wants a pay raise if I slip on the banana peel, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and then second. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you feel like your family is going to be spoiled with too much, one, you can spread it out with a trust or yep. two, you can give it to any foundation mm. or charity uh, and see the world changed. I mean, mm. if you've taken care of your family, what's the next step? Take care of your extended family, then mm. take care of your community, then take care of the people that God's called you to, and then yeah. take care of the whole world. If you can, if you can manage all that, take care of the whole world, wow. but start with your family first and then grow from there. I've seen folks who left their death benefits to their favorite charity, and um, wow. I'm glad to say that their mission is going to continue. If you gave one of your uh, death benefits away to a charity, do you get the tax write-off now, or how does that work? Oh, well, you you would... No, there's no tax write-off because it's tax income write-off. tax-free in the first place. Yeah, it's an income uh, okay. tax-free death benefit for so the charity. it's not the same as giving them a million dollars. I will tell you this, though. If you give the ownership of the policy to a charity... Okay, so now they own the money in that policy and you're giving them the money to then put into that policy. Sure, we have got clients that donate money to a charity that the money is allocated toward a premium ensuring mm-hmm. the donor's life. Think about mm-hmm. how how charities lose money every year because the donor dies. Yes, yes. So ensure your donors. 
Mm. Ensure if you're a charity listening, ensure your best donors because you can mm. use the cash value as the charity. I'm wow. talking to the charity owner here, the charity yeah. manager. Ensure your donors and then let the donor p- donate money to you as they always have, but put that money into a policy. And then when donor passes on, that's a great gift. Oh to leave. Uh, there was a church that was about to go out of like existence. Yeah. And uh, right, right in Chicago here. And uh, one of the best givers died. She left her life insurance to the church. Wow. And that sustained them and helped them. They're still going strong now today that's as incredible. a result. Wow. I could talk to you about all kinds of what ifs and crazy things. Lots of fun ideas. I love the creative stuff. Wow. I know you need to go. What what mutual funds, what what mutual funds do any of this, man? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh my gosh. Oh, guys, if you're interested in talking with Mark or his team, it's ryanrieger.com forward slash bank on yourself. But I'll put a link in the show notes too. Man. Yeah. Ryanrieger.com slash bank on yourself. If you'd like to have a 15 minute phone strategy session. Uh, we don't charge for that conversation. We just want to get to know if this tool even makes sense. It's not a good fit yeah. for everybody. We've talked some today about the costs and considerations. So we're not painting this as a panacea, but it's a, it's an incredible tool for those where it makes good sense. Yeah. So that was ryanrieger.com slash bank, bank on, yourself. on yourself. Love it. Thanks, Mark. Thank You're you so much, Ryan. Anytime. It's, it's always an honor. It's a super, super honor to be your friend and to be your uh, buddy in business and uh, helping Same people here. think different. Same here. Thanks, man. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.